everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. So, uh, though a few dozen seconds ago, I welcomed you to this episode. Let me just welcome you again and welcome you to the main episode for the week. And let me just tell you, uh, we had some internet issues and in- in regards to trying to record this weekend, uh, whether it was the rain, which we kind of blame things on. And let me just say, I did get a text message from Xfinity saying, due to the rain, we might be getting some internet issues, at least where I'm at. I'm not sure about Sasha, but uh, that's what we blame the internet issues on. But I did get uh, over the past 24 hours two or three Windows updates, so that could have been an issue as well. So, in the process of editing and putting this episode together, uh, I, I've decided to uh, see at least let you guys and gals and aliens out there have some fun. So, or, while I'm trolling all of you, or mostly Sasha while she's listening to this episode, because she tends to listen to the episodes while she works. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening at home, every time you hear any length of the following tune... That's right, when you hear any length of the following tune, please take a drink. That's right, take a drink. Because I'm going to use it not only as a little bit of an intro music to the main part of the show right after the dramatic pause, every time we had a technical issue and we had to stop then start restart the episode or I had to transfer it to a new file that had that new section to it I'm going to be using a version of this so <laughs> we're going to have some fun today. Uh, at least not that much. You're not going to get a lot of drunk off of it. You might hear f- the few new sound clips inserted in. So uh, I'm going to try to do that. So uh, again, for the sake remember, you know what to do every time you hear this. So what can I say other than, hey, Dave, cue the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Shock and terror with Sasha, the princess of darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg madman in Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness reboot. Nothing, can't hear you.
I'm trying to get it to find the earbuds. So you got them paired with the PC. I know you could probably hear me. It's just that it's the whole aspect of it should be playing my earbuds and it's not seeing Zoom is right now, like last week, not seeing the earbuds. So it probably started right before it was able to see it. So uh, reset. I want to back out, resend the link, see see if uh, resetting Zoom actually helps. Well, if you crash, it, you should just be able to collect, uh, click the same link and it should bring you back in. Yeah. Let me do that. Be right back. All right. Go ahead. Say something. Go ahead. Say something. Testing. This Dead Silence brought to you in part by Debbie Energy. Link to Debbie in our description down below where you're watching this or listening. Description down below. Remember, just use code LCM Podcast for 10% off your order. Can you hear me? Can yeah, I can me? hear you. I can see you. All right, cool. Can we blame it on the rain? Blame it on the rain. Yeah, and, you know, with rain and everything else, that Florida hurricane, everything coming up here now, it's just running Mary Hob. Only 80s and 90s folks could understand Millie Vanilli. Yes, I remember Millie Vanilli. I think it got a VH <laughs> somewhere. That's probably like worth a buck by now. So how was things? Yeah, it was okay. We had a little bit of a trip and rain kind of ruined Shippensburg, so that kind of sucked. But kind of grateful because I didn't feel like being out in the sun and watching a football game. So we rode back up toward um, Carlisle. We met up with my buddy Robert mutual friend of me and Al's and we stopped off at um the um Carlisle arcade for like an hour hour and a half um which is that sports emporium that they have Carlisle sports emporium um those two were busy while Robert was busy playing like those weird like games where you get the cards and if you get a complete set you get so many tickets or whatever basically as I always call it kid gambling um, but anyways, Robert was doing that. Al, of course, was on pinball. Um, they didn't get any new pinballs in up there. Um, and I, of course, was playing some crane machines because Al had loaded me up a card. And I did walk away with a bunch of squishmallows, which I think is hilarious. I was like, how do you keep winning these? I don't know. It just helps that I worked at an arcade and could figure them out, you know? <laughs> Here's here's what the hands grab best, you know, and uh, obviously after that, um, we rode up to Hanover to go to Timeline because that had just reopened back up. But I can talk a little bit about that on the show because a lot of people have been curious about the new Timeline in Hanover. And then today we got up pretty late because I slept like shit Friday morning, which didn't help things. And... Uh, Slept like shit Friday night, which shit helped things. Ugh. And so it was a pretty long day because Al got me around noon. We did Fox's Pizza and then he wanted to go to the leather craft store before we went to uh, the arcade up in Carlisle. Yes, a leather store. Don't get too excited. It's not that kind of leather. You know, it's uh, like crafting leather to make like pouches and 
axe things and things of that nature. Um, but no, it was pretty interesting weekend. Just pretty mellow. Next weekend, I got the kid, so rest, relax weekend. I think this morning just was one of those situations where both of us were tired, and so didn't crawl into bed until after, like, one or almost two. And, yeah, we slept well past noon this morning, so probably needed it. Me getting to bed at after 4 a.m. is your fault. What? Huh? All your fault. What's my fault? Your fault. I had to do homework. <laughs> Shitty homework you had the at option that. Of completely forgetting it if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, we can discuss Oh, now you tell me. Now you tell me. I was like, hey, check this out. This might yeah. be an interesting topic since I'm getting ready to do a review. And you only watched the one with Tim, Tim Curry, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Probably Tim okay, Curry good. was the only redeeming film thing in that film was Tim Curry. Yeah, but given the portrayal of the character and everything else, it's not that redeeming. But most of that's I'm just saying, Brian. I'm just saying, Tim Curry, all I'm saying is Tim Curry has a tendency to put 100% of anything that he puts into the role. That's that's all I'm saying. Whether the character is good or not, yeah. I liked him in the Wild Thornberries. I always thought he was great as the British husband, you know, the family. <laughs> he was always excited. And, oh, yes. <laughs> he even did the voice in the Jumanji cartoon series of the Big Game Hunter, which was kind of cool. He's done a lot of voice acting roles. Yeah, he, uh, the earliest voice acting role I know him for, or at least familiar that he did, was for that. Uh, it was, I think, Liquid Television. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I don't want to say. I forgot the name of it. It the character was just this again. Uh, look for those listening or watching on. Uh, Sasha's OnlyFans, big bulking character. He just had this like what would be the two center fingers that was like out to here. He played the like the bad guy on that. So I just forgot the role. It was very good. I watched it every time. Every time it came on, it was like Liquid Television. It aired like right next to Avion Flux, or I just forgot the name of it. It was just one. I just remember watching that and like. The bad guy sounds like Tim Curry, Tim Curry, and when the credits come up, you know it said that character yeah. and it said voiced by Tim. I'm like, wow, it is him. So, well, it was interesting because a lot, a lot of people who are like um, Batman, the animated series, a lot of people don't realize that he was actually up for the role of the Joker. Um, which would have been interesting. I would have loved to seen Tim Curry's take on the Joker. And Mark Hamill had saw Tim Curry went in for the role. And he's like, well, fuck, I'm definitely not getting this. He's like, so I'm just going to go in and deliver the most manic, crazy take on this character that I know they'll never put on TV. 
and lo and behold, he beat Tim Curry out of the role <laughs> for doing that. I, I can understand. Yeah, granted, we that always uh, tickled me. Uh, we got Mark Hamill in regards to that. It's just that I, I kind of get his logic. You know, it's like, hey, I'm following up on. You know, it'd be the equivalent of you going out. It's like open mic night, and you find out the bad the band before you is like Tool or you know Metallica. And you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go in it and not give a fuck, you know, and you, everybody's like, Hey, even though Metall- this little band, you know, from over here, you know, did it, they're damnedest and, you know, they're pretty damn good. And they might be even better than Metallica, you know, it, and that's what happened tomorrow. I think, so. I think, I think the funniest example I've ever seen of that. And I've, I've, I've seen like clips of the actual, um, performance where this happened uh jerry lee lewis was supposed to um perform because he didn't know he was going to be the opening act he thought he was the closing act and he was actually instead opening for um i want to say little richard or somebody like that somebody who played the piano a lot while they sang and he finds this out jerry lee is just pissed like pissed off like you can tell so he goes up there, he nails his performance, and then he lights the piano on fire. And as he's walking off stage, he just looks, and I think it, I think it was Little Richard, I might be wrong, but he looks him dead in the eye and is like, follow that. <laughs> it's like, that's a class act, aside from somebody who married their minor cousin, you know? <laughs> I, there's like other examples like that. I know um, when Queen did, I think it was, the story goes that when Queen did Live Aid, they weren't going on a down swing in popularity, but they were there. They they were doing it, and Queen just hit it off the the out of the park. Their performance, and everybody when they were heading off stage, everybody was like looking at all the bands which is looking at freddie and like you know and we they had respect for him they were just looking like you know what we can't you know fuck you we can't follow you you just you know how do we top you <laughs> how do we top you and a lot of folks had you know n- with no disrespect to the memory of freddie mercury he he his performances, he loved his. I think he loved a lot of folks said he loved his fans. He had a lot of love for what he did. Yeah, a lot of bands. I just think that the whole PG aspect of the Bohemian biopic that was out a few years ago mm-hmm. was. I agree with some saying that it, uh, because the surviving members wanted it to be PG when the story should have been R is bullshit you know it's like guys you know you're just right now you guys are milking it you're just milking the memory you're just you don't really you guys probably don't need the money or anything like that you're just milking whatever memory that pretty helped you with right now and Mm -hmm. it's not like i think motorhead pretty much uh, said hey we don't want to disrespect uh the person that you know passed away with our band you know he he left with such an imprint we're done 
we're done. We we can't we can't follow up. We don't want to disrespect his memory. And Queen was one of, again one of those few few folks that I first and foremost. I'm sure you hear about and there's a lot of stories that are out there. It's like when an artist comes out. I think we might have discussed it on one of the shows that when musicians or stars come out as out of the closet, they get mm-hmm. a lot of heat and they lose a lot of their fan base. At the time I was getting into Queen, I didn't, and I heard that he was, depending on who I t- listened to at the time, saying that he was either gay or bi, depending on which story I heard at the time. Again, this is early 90s. And even though the internet was a thing, it wasn't a thing like it is today. today. And so I kind of heard both stories that he was uh, gay and I also heard he was bi. So, and again, he probably even today, it depends on what story you're being told. Um, but prior to that, again, being a child, even though I was born in the 70s, I claim myself as an 80s child. Um, seeing musicians such as Liberace, um, and Elton John, who were kind of bo- both really big during that time, uh, you knew something was up. Granted, our parents probably knew full-fledged that mm-hmm. they were part of the rainbow community, to put it politely. Uh, but as a child, I just thought they were entertainers, you know? <laughs> entertainers got to be entertaining. So if they want to come out in a duck suit or yeah. flashy clothing then so be it. Then when later I became a more of an adult, like, and it came out as official that these artists were of the rainbow community. I'm like, well, that kind of explains everything, but shit, they're, they're good artists. Like what, what am I going to do? Diss them because they are who they are or who they love. Well, you know, Elton yeah, John put I mean, out banger hits. Performing. They're making music. They're making music. Yeah. They're, the songs that they put out are bangers to this day, you know? Well, it's, Who it's, the hell it's should funny I that them? you mentioned that. Cause like I was looking through like some upcoming shows, like around the area that I could go yeah. to at least some name artists. Like, um, yes. Dating Al has led me to listen to a little bit more country music. Please try not to faint. Um, oh dear God. But anyway, <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, "Well, I'm curious. I'm getting like, the vapors. Hey, how much would it cost?" Because I saw that Morgan Wallen had like a show coming up in like October. I was like, "Oh, well, I'm familiar with this area, you know, of PA. It's not that far." Yeah, it was like for the, even the cheap seats, you couldn't even touch them for three hundred and fifty dollars. And then. You had Hardy, another country act. I'm like, well, let's see how much they were. Same deal, about like 350 bucks for it. I'm like, oh, no. Um, looked up several other artists and Zach Bryan, whole tons of people. And I'm like, you know what? J- j- let me see if Kim Petras has anything going on, you know, in or near like, you know, Philly or the outskirts or, or something like that. Lo and behold, she has something on like, you know, Friday the 13th this year. And I'm like, that could be interesting. And I'm like, yeah, tickets, tickets are probably expensive because her music has been featured in like the Barbie movie. Um, her music, um, 
it was one of the songs that made such a big problem there. What was that? The, the Grammys? What was the music award? Everybody threw a fit about Unholy with Sam Smith and Kim Petra singing because they were like, oh, that performance was, like, was satanic. It might have been the Grammys, but it's been... It's got to be the Grammys. Over 20 and, and years, gotta... 30 years since I watched any award show. And so... Well, I didn't I watch really it, care. but I heard about the backlash, and I'm like, oh, you have a gay artist and a trans artist, <laughs> and they're singing about something that's quote-unquote unholy, um, and they're describing like how relationships kind of work with being of the community <laughs> and how they start out and how sometimes it, it gets complicated, and that's kind of like the basis of the song. Um and so that's why the song's titled Unholy. It's not that they're trying to summon Satan, but of course they're like, oh, they were red and black. It's like, uh, I wear red and black every day. Um, yeah, and you gotta figure today. And you gotta figure these are the same people that have issues with something like that, but uh, uh, we'll go to a bar or request to hear uh, wet ass whap all like for five rotations on the jukebox every damn time like you don't have issues with that or a song you know that literally is offensive but unholy is offensive to you you know it why <laughs> why and it's like that's degrading in your eyes but something that's actually putting women down isn't and I think Sasha froze again damn this rain I think that's going to be the title for this episode. Damn the rain. Blame it on the rain. Because this is the second time this has happened. I got to let Sasha know that it froze again. If not, uh, by the time some of you see this, depending on how bad she trims this episode for OnlyFans, I'll probably have a editing episode up in regards to do the uh, this episode. Depending on what she posts up, and uh, I mean, what I've been doing recently is being pro promoting up or putting up a we're editing a brand new episode for you. So here's something to keep you uh, not so much busy, but you're uh, something to listen to while you're waiting for us to put up this episode. Uh, so uh, check it out, available on all audio platforms. Just give uh, Long Coat Mafia. On all social media platforms, including Threads, Twitter, now known as X, YouTube, Facebook, and other such places. Link in description, down below, or above, or wherever you found this audio podcast. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We'll return to our program shortly. Five minutes later. There we go. I'm recording now. Okay. Uh, apparently the Florida man on Florida man podcast is, uh, where Florida Floridians talk, discuss the legends, lore, and crazy stories that always seem to take place in Florida. Um, and the other one is from Apple podcast. It says Florida man features crazy, but true stories from the sunshine state. Uh, FM O F M goes past the insane headlines and focuses on, Let's see what else. Can I bring up the full description from? Hold on. I'm, I'm going say. to. I'm going to switch from recording this way 
to recording to my computer because maybe that might be what's causing all the lag. Give me a second here. I'm just switching gears. One. Not again. Not again. Not again. There we go. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll see if that helps because this okay. this computer has like a built-in like Wi-Fi card, and I don't know because you know how it is with built-in Wi-Fi cards. Sometimes they can be just shit. Um, so let's try that and see if that limits it. And who knows? Maybe we can even experiment and play with the episode and see if we have any ghostlies that are willing to talk when we're recording to PC for a change. Well, uh, if you gotta do it that way, or you know, if Wi-Fi is giving you the issue, how close are you to your router? Uh, actually, it's just through the wall, so... Yeah, and you're renting. You can't just easily put a hole through the wall. No. Mm -mm. But I think when I was looking for... Uh... There is there is a Florida man podcast. It's Florida man on Florida man. There was I think I saw one says uh that, that Florida, Florida man, man on the Florida podcast. man. If, if that doesn't sound like a Craigslist, don't add. I when I, when I did the Google search, it it brought up like gay Florida man. Uh, uh, Google, I don't know what you think. I you know your browser history <laughs> is it telling on you. List? Uh, <laughs> we'll blame it on the rain. <laughs> blame it on the rain. Nah, Billy Vanilli, we miss you. <laughs> Listen, you look up threesomes one time. <laughs> look up threesomes one time, and it gives you the wrong crap. And you dare look up two Asian chicks, one dude, you get. Two, two, two dudes, two one, chicks, one chick. cup, you know, it, and two girls, two one, chicks, cup. one cup, two girls, one cup. Uh, Wait, that, I think that was a, that's a more interesting, that might be a more interesting thing that I, that could be, okay, I want to give you a choice because of the bit we have. Oh, before we go to that, article, um, that first, um, comic-con that you and i were both at that we met you remember charles moinsett moinsett moin something like that older guy i guess he's an artist i'm not sure um was on roller skates almost the whole time because it was a roller rink yeah i think i remember him yeah he wants, I think to, be I on do. The, he wants to be on the show i i don't know what he wants to talk about but content's content hey yeah, content's content. He, uh, the majority of this is your dance, not mine. So yeah, I just figured I'd throw it out there. I mean, you know, because you even you've mentioned like a guest or two before. So yeah, it's been a while since I contacted them. I, but uh, I'll have to see. But yeah, no, but, they um, 
they had mentioned that they were interested in such things. And I'm like, yeah, Charles Moinsett. He's a consultant at Silver Phoenix Entertainment. Actor at Mystery Manor. Let me see what else I can find on the guy. But yeah, like, he just messaged me out of the blue. And again, I got no problem. Anybody wants to message me, be on the show, um, do so. OnlyFans, as long as you keep it appropriate, yeah, we'll, we'll have you on the show. You might get roasted. Um, Daniel, I know he has a podcast. He's he's the one that I've told you that's been on OnlyFans and really supports us. Um so Daniel's welcome anytime because he's big in the horror community and he'd always have something to talk about. Um, so yeah, you know, people out there, if you want a guest on our conspiracy theorist uh, podcast, by all means, come and join us. <laughs> what is it again that you referred to? Uh, for... <laughs> Sounds like a. I have. Yeah. I have a choice for you. We either go with for the bit, uh, uh, one that's titled, You Can't Catch Me, Florida Man Puts $300 Worth of Stolen Walmart Merchandise in His Pants, or Video Shows Shark Grabbing Man's Hand and Pulling Him Off His Boat in Florida Everglades. Hmm. Well, see, the last one just seems cliche because you got a gator. You got a Florida man. It's shark, not gator. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Still, though. So, yeah. <laughs> what was the first one again? I'm giving you options. You can't catch me. Florida man puts $300 worth of stolen Walmart merchandise in his pants. Let's go with the second one with the shark because I mean it, it, we're both familiar with Hagerstown. That's like a daily thing, <laughs> you know. That that well, one of the <laughs> items that's in, one of the items that was included uh, was lube. So <laughs> again, how close do we live to Hagerstown? <laughs> I mean, Martinsburg. That would be Martinsburg too. Yeah. I went to BJ's the other day, and, and, and you know, <laughs> no, folks, if you mind, went straight to the gutter. Uh, thank you. We're driving the bus. <laughs> thank you, drive through. <laughs> but no, I went to BJ's, which is like one of those shopping clubs, like Sam's Club or Costco, um, big old warehouse thing. And uh, you know how you can get like little containers like either a can or a plastic tub of crab meat they literally yeah. had them in them security boxes that you would put high-end expensive like technology in you know i'm sure you've seen them at walmart where they put something that's super expensive out on the shelf it's got that weird clam shell it's got that magnets in it you need the special key to unlock it to get it out of the packaging or, you know, just take it somewhere and smash the hell out of it, despite the annoying alarm. You know, it there is if you're able to make it out of the store with it, uh you know the main reason for that it what it is what, right? Hmm. I'll give What's you that? I'll give you three uh three three states to name, or at least two. 
Can you name the two states that are having issues right now? Well, Florida, because the storm. No. California and New York. Okay. They're not going after shoplifters. Mm. In California, you have a $1,000 uh, limit, so folks are just wandering in, taking like $900 worth of stuff and, you know, wandering out with it and they're not allowed to stop and the folks are not allowed to stop anybody for it same thing's happening in new york so folks are just wandering in taking oh i need i would love to have credit i can't have afford it so they're picking up and walking out the door with it and so what places like walmart and the ilk are doing is that they're putting a lot of safety gear on it to make it more um hard or harder to uh either steal or let people know yeah if you steal this it's going to be a lot more time to get it out or what have you it's going to be more hassle than it's worth it. so but no it just trips me out because of all things so you actually gotta work for it perishable crab meat a perishable and to me it's like okay i can understand rubbers i i i condoms for most people don't call them rubbers i can understand rubbers i can understand like a big giant tub of lube but are you going to start putting stakes in these containers because i dear god and especially now with the advent of like self-check i mean like hell at bj's i can just take my phone and scan the item as i'm tossing it into the cart when the app works you know, it's funny, I, I tried to use it this past weekend while I was doing my groceries before I went to work. Um, I stopped at BJ's, and I went ahead, because they sell, like, those C-packs, and I wanted to get a couple of those, because um, they're good. I mean, it's already got everything in it, you just stick it and bake it, and I always got there some more Old Bay on it, because, you know, nobody knows how to season properly. Um, and just put it in the oven, cook for 30 minutes, it's ready, it's prepped, it's good to go. So I got a couple of those, and the app, even though it was connected to the store's Wi-Fi, kept telling me, you are presently not in a store. And it's like, uh, I am in a store, and I'm presently connected to your Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I'm just like, seriously? What? I, you just cut off. I'm like, I was getting into it, and all of a sudden, it, I'm like, did Sasha freeze again? No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. But... It just it just trips me out because of all things, but you know they have a self check. So if I'm doing self check, I'm inconvenienced buying that there because I want to avoid the line. I just want to show my phone as I'm exiting the door and bye, you know. Um, But with them putting something in a container like that. kind of stops you from going to self-check and to me it's like and with, and with a lot of places like walmart that it's 95 percent self-check and nobody running the actual lanes that you need for it it's kind of hard to do or a lot of places there's nobody around to actually do it so what's the point yeah and it cracks me up it's like why bother you know, it's like hell. Like 90% of the time you walk through the Walmart thing, like Walmart, for example, it'll beep at you. 
you know, you get that beep, and oh yeah, you're good. You're good. They, they they don't even look at the receipt. It's like oh you're fine. You stopped. So clearly, clearly you're not guilty of anything. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, it's weird. What can I say? But anyways, let's go with the second one with the, with the shark bait because that sounds pretty good. Shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. Shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. What's that? I'm going to have to get up. A... I said each week we have to get out to look up a new clip every now and again. <laughs> like, we'll go with the shark bait. Shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. Shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. Shark yeah. bait. Shark bait, hoo-ha-ha. All the mask. Losing his the shark. Mask. Yeah. Somehow it's getting crusty. I got a new one that's rainbow colored now. I don't think that one's weird. It's like, and it's not like the regular type of rainbow colored. It's like when it hits the light, you can see all the different. Just right. Yeah. You can see all the different colors of the rainbow on it. So it's not like chrome. Because no matter what angle you see it in, it's in different colors. It's it's interesting. It's a pearlescent. (laughs) It's a pearlescent. I don't deal with pearlescence. Legendary or better. Now, when you have a character on an original Borderlands that is pretty much beyond God tier, yeah, pearlescence don't need me need mean shit. I I think with like randomized like legendary stuff like in Fallout, like sometimes it cracks me up. Like I will find a randomized like combat shotgun which is one of my favorite favorite shotguns but i found one the other day that makes having a shotgun the most stupidest thing in the world because the game considers splash damage okay it's called an explosive shotgun now usually a shotgun is a close range weapon and so when you fire off a regular shotgun it has all the projectiles that come out of it well, the projectiles also include an additional 20 of explosive damage as they're coming out. And explosive damage goes both ways, and up and down, and in three dimensions. And so you get screwed blue if you get a hold of an explosive shotgun. I think the only time it's useful is if you get an explosive, like, sniper rifle, which just cracks the hell up out of me, because, you know... You're trying to be stealthy, you fire off this round and it just explodes and obliterates the person. <laughs> you know, you got a silencer and everything else, and all of a sudden explosive. <laughs> Bang. But no, that was I'll, like I'll one of the this, when I start that was like one of the very I, uh... quickest uh, cells of a weapon legendary that I ever found. I was like, oh well, let me try this out. Dead selling this. <laughs> One of the things I did was starting the using the new account. I won't say the new account. It's pretty much the account that um, I put on your Xbox to at least get you started and signed in and all that and look around. Um, it's the one I've been streaming Borderlands Three on, and I found out I think a few days ago or last week they were um, PlayStation Network was having like a free weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, free weekend. I want to take advantage of this and run an experiment. I found out I was using Shift. And by the way, Gearbox, 
Randy, fuck you guys, because I'll get into that in a second. Hashtag rant. Um, the two, in essence, modded guns that someone, some rando that hopped in my game while playing PlayStation uh, dropped off for me. Uh, that I, I think I played it while I was playing with you, you a couple of times. Uh, I managed to mail them to this new account using Shift. And I have another OP type of gun on my other account. So by the time I get to those that level, I think it's like level 52, I'm going to be just plowing through everything for the rest of the game or towards the end game, which is going to freaking suck. Or at least uh, make things a hell of a lot more fun. And the reason why I have a little issue with Gearbox and Shift right now is because apparently, according to the folks that run the tech support of Shift, have told me that Borderlands 2 has this glitch or issue that if that if you enter in a shift code for a key it might not go through and what happens is i have to right now i have three accounts on the series s right now right my main account my show's account and this I just want to play without getting bugged on the other any other two accounts. Meaning, mm-hmm. it's going to be for select people or what have you. That's it. Um, or I just want to. Granted, we're on OnlyFans. Um, Sasha, shut up. If I just want to play by myself or play with myself, that's what it's for. Uh, plow through and play by yourself. Self. Um, that's it. But if I go on one account and re- redeem keys that are being released right now for Shift, if I go on my show's account, redeem the keys, the other two accounts will not, even though the codes have been entered and accepted, do not receive the keys whatsoever. And Shift has told me, oh, this is a glitch. This is a glitch and error that keeps happening. A glitch and error that's been happening for the past 11 years. You re-released the game with the Pandora um, a Handsome Jack collection and therefore never fixed it or released yeah, re- the for it. Pandora's box. And, and you re-released it in Pandora's box and there's this issue. If you have a, uh, if this is a known issue and you have a lot of folks that live in a place that has roommates that, hey, we all chipped in for an Xbox Series S or X, and they have Borderlands on it, the Pandora's box, and they're all playing the same damn game. Right. They all put the code in at the same damn time. And one person gets it, and the rest don't get diddly shit. That's on you. You guys got to fix this. But they're well, not. Can you switch the account and log in underneath the system under the other account and then re-enter the code? It, it sees that if I type in the code in the game for Borderlands 2 on any other other accounts that the game itself if I pull up that um, that game like I'm on the secondary account right now if I pull it up it tells me the code has been entered and it's accepted and if I re-enter it on my system it tells me that code's already been redeemed Jesus so therefore 
I have to go through Xbox, um, the shift and tell them, this is what's happening. Here's the, you know, I'm not getting my keys. You have right. to fix this. And again, oh, we know it's an error. Then why aren't you fixing it? Yeah. And, and a, Gearbox. a lot of, a lot of folks are yelling at Gearbox. Um, we could go into it a little bit now, and that way for the show, we could concentrate on what you have. And repeatedly right now, um, what's the name of the uh, main company that is, that owns Gearbox? And let's see. Come on, come on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Embracer. The Embracer Group owns, like, uh, that's what ticked me off because everybody's yelling at, you know, Oh, uh, Microsoft is creating a monopoly with all these game companies. So it, when it comes to companies owning uh, AAA games, Embracer owns like four or five dozen gay, AAA game companies. Yeah. And uh, they own Gearbox and they're selling Gearbox right now for, you know, it's one of those instances where it's worth. They bought it for five. I think they bought it for like three or four billion dollars, and it's now worth like one point three. Oh Jesus! And it's mainly because um, it. The main reason is one of the other companies uh, that they're selling off as well is the company that uh, put out the um, re, uh, Saints Row reissue that bombed big time, and it might be that particular software company that they bought for like. Five million, and they're selling it for three because it. They had an idea to re uh, remake the Saints Row franchise, and they screwed it up so bad that those that bought it had to, it went out like hot, like wildfire. Don't buy this game. Don't play this game. Uh, if it's unless it's given to you for free, don't play it. It sucks. It's just a rinse and repeat of each mission's re, rinse and repeat of the last. So one of the things to recoup their money is uh, they're selling Gearbox, and right now the biggest thing that Gearbox owns is Border the Borderlands franchise, right? And with Tiny Tina, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands not being the best in the franchise and it's uh, run after meaning the DLC wasn't the best and how it started out wasn't the best uh, and not to mention the other spinoffs not being the best right. therefore uh, they're going the price is I think one point he said it was 1.3 billion um, now it said uh, yeah it's, it's up for sale uh, didn't really say some yeah, uh Gearbox valued the company at February 2020 deal acquired Gearbox valued the company at 1.4 billion. Um but I think a lot of folks are saying it's probably still worth that. It's not worth that much more. The only reason why it was worth so much is because Borderlands 2 was really popular and the the original tales from Borderlands was really popular. And Borderlands 3 was not that... It's good, but it's not that good. Yeah. Had issues. Tiny, tissue, Tiny Tina's having issues. And the new Tales having issues. 
and a lot of the details for Borderlands 4 being up in the air. Uh, yeah, they're not going to they're going to be lucky if they get a 1.2. Um a lot of fans are kind of nudging Take 2 uh the game company Take 2 to uh buy Borderlands uh Gearbox because Take 2 has paired up with Gearbox to put out right. Borderlands in the past. Um and some people are even uh, putting out the rumor. Again, it's a rumor uh, that after the Activision deal goes through, uh, if Gearbox is still up for sale, Microsoft might be wringing its hands and saying, ooh, uh, this $1.2 billion deal, $1.4 billion deal is going to be like a drop in the bucket. Let's pick this up too and put, you know, put this... Uh, uh, wonderful company in, under our belt. Borderlands is a great game, and we could have it. And you know, you know what? If the game doesn't sell, whatever. You know, it, we have it. Uh, I would say sell or sell that well. We could have it part of our game pass. So, uh, but I seriously doubt that. And with all the leaks and rumors that folks that wa- that are watching this. Check out the video. I don't want to waste uh, Sasha's time in regards to rehashing that. Uh, watch the video I put up on my YouTube channel in regards to leaks uh, involving my, the Microsoft uh, Activision deal that the FTC kind of leaked out. Um, but that's a whole nother rant that we could get to in another time or something like that. So, yeah. So, or another pre show. So we'll do the Thumbs Are On Board Shark Attack Edition. Shark Attack Edition. Hey, was that Florida where, like, the the, uh, one incident occurred that kind of inspired Jaws where all those kids got killed because a shark came up river? Was that Florida? Uh, Or was that somewhere else? That was, I think that was actually in Massachusetts. Really? That area. Yeah. Yeah, because like apparently a shark, they're still not sure what shark type it was, because you know it was from such a period of time where people didn't keep good records. And yeah, that's like the basis of Jaws. And if you ever hear like the whole story on it, it's like, why didn't we get that as a fucking movie? I'd watch that. Jaws Origin. Probably make we probably million dollars on the sci fi channel. (laughs) Probably on the sci fi channel. Mm, True. What isn't on the sci-fi channel? Good entertainment. If we keep it up, we might wind up on the sci-fi channel. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way they go? Yeah, I, I'd be happy. It's like, I'd be complaining. Hey, how the hell do we get on the sci-fi channel? I expected Netflix. I guess That's Netflix has standards. <laughs> well, the shittiest yeah. channel on the network. <laughs> Apparently, Netflix has standards. We got to be on sci-fi. Yeah. I thought all their shows were written by AI at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bad enough they have the uh, Gilgan's Island uh, uh, issues. So, no or choice. CBS issues. Now, um, what happened was um, at the time that I'm sure you heard, the main reason why they were canceled is because the, the new CEO of, I think, uh, CBS, it, who... Is the comp the broadcasting company that owned or ran Gilgan's Island? 
Uh, they got a new programming person in or a CEO in. Even though Gilgan's Island was one of the highest rated, you know, rating, highest shows pulling in ratings, he pretty much said, no more shows containing trees. So any show containing trees is now canceled. And Gilgan's Island was one of those shows. So they got canceled because trees. Trees. Even though it was like within the top 10 on a weekly basis. Yeah, but Just like, because the CEO wanted to be a dick. Trying to get off an island. And not to mention when you have a CEO, uh, I think that's what happened with uh, uh, Sci-Fi Channel many years ago. It's like when a show was starting to get popular, oh, we're going to cancel. It, it, it's your highest rated show. Uh, we're canceling it. Why? Um, we want to put in all these NASCAR and wrestling shows. What's that got to do with Why? Sci-Fi? Yeah, what's it got? Because they were playing like nothing but like cops, and it was becoming like uh, how uh, uh, Spike TV was almost at one point. It was like going, it was nothing related to sci fi. It was like wrestling and cops and stuff like that. All the sci fi stuff was going, going to the ra- uh, wayside. Wrestling and they were just cops. Wrestling. Really? That might actually be interesting. Yeah. Put a sci-fi theme to it. Two men enter, one man leave. And they're cops, so who cares? <laughs> All okay, right, are you ready? Lion face. Lemon, Lemon face. face. Lion. We're going to have to clip that because I don't think anybody from YouTube has ever seen us do that. Lion face. Lemon face. face. <laughs> All right. Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have to offer me today? Something out of the SK system, as always, madam. And it's from one of our usual problem areas, madam. Oh, uh, Florida. <laughs> yes. The state of oranges apparently, alligators. Apparently, West Virginia has standards where Florida... Apparently does not. Not as far as and cousin fucking goes. <laughs> that might be actually Alabama. So. You would know. Oh, what ha- <laughs> <laughs> Debate that in the comments down below, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently in Florida, a, a shark decided to uh, pull a uh, jaws and try to pull a Florida man off his boat in the Everglades. Um, there was a video shared on Florida, uh, on an Instagram account, that showed a man in a white hoodie bending over a boat to rinse his hands in the water, and someone off screen tells him, I wouldn't put your hands in there, but he argues, two seconds won't do anything, and proceeds to put his hands in the water. Oh, just like half of like, <laughs> like half of the horror movie. Oh, nothing's going to happen here. Uh, then all of a sudden he screams as he yanks his hand out of the water with a shark attached. Uh, there, I don't know if he was gutting a... fish or something at the time, because you know the smell of chum is going to attract him. Uh, there were a few seconds of struggle and a small amount of blood from his hand and is seen hitting the side of the boat as the man falls overboard. He quickly gets back on the boat, and the incident seems to be over. 
Oh, come on. At least beat the sh- shark up. Or uh, he says he uh, comes back out of the water, has like four or five more sharks attached to him. <laughs> Becomes a new shark boy, yeah. <laughs> Had to rip him off. Next by, like, by Robert Oprah. Rodriguez. <laughs> it's the new Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> you want to know how I got these shark? This was a great way. This was the same <laughs> shark. <laughs> Hammerhead. The other one's a nurse shark. But uh, spoke the everything. shark bait. Shark bait. <laughs> shark bait. <laughs> it does have a super villain name to it, though, don't it? What is what? Shark bait. Yeah, shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just says it's unclear what kind of shark uh bit the man's hand. Uh, if I had to bet, shark. was it freshwater or was it out toward the bay? Um, uh, says a spokesperson. Spokesperson for the Everglades says, and okay, dry, um, dry Tortugas National Parks told CBS that the incident happened on the morning of June 23rd. Uh, those involved told the national park officials they've been fishing in the Florida Bay, which sits between the mainland and the Florida Keys, so it wasn't salt water, yeah. Um, or part of the area that was close to, close enough to the salt water where a shark could go a little bit in, inland. Uh, when they started to wash their hands in the bay's water, um, they don't know if it's a bull shark or a lemon shark. Um, lemon sharks are known to live in the estuaries and near shore waters of both Florida coasts. Um, so it's, I guess it might be a lemon shark because a lemon shark could easily go up river a little bit where there's still some salt in the water and lion shark lemon yeah. shark lemon shark <laughs> wait a minute i gotta do that let me now you're making me go down a rabbit hole uh lion shark can we do that bit right now or can we do a lion shark no just that you have some uh, lion sharks are the fearsome arc great for renowned difficult involved catching them. Uh, apparently it is a thing, but uh, you see a lot of uh, photoshopped comp- compilation. Uh, oh. There's tiger sharks, but no lion shark. No lion shark. No unholy hybrid for thee. <laughs> yeah. But it does sound like a, some of the uh, Photoshop stuff looks like a sci-fi original, though. Yeah. Uh, this week, this Friday on Sci-Fi. But you know what? Some of those are redeeming. Some of those are redeeming. Like um, the shark that was mixed with the octopus. That actually has uh, Jeffrey Combs in it. So that one wasn't too bad. Something tells me that Jeffrey Combs would do things with shits and giggles. I mean, come on, reanimator. Bride a reanimator. <laughs> What was the third Beyond Reanimator? I wish they would have gotten around to doing the fourth one because it was going to be Reanimator in the White House. And I'm like, <laughs> like, how does this work out? I want to know. <laughs> this president's so old, we had to reanimate him. <laughs> president's running through the White House, eating children that are visiting. <laughs> 
You were supposed to be better than Trump. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sad that I'm getting asked like, who are you going to be voting for next year? Myself. That's my standard. Are you going? Well, you need to vote for one side or the other. Neither side cares about my sorry ass. Well, why should I care about who's in the office? Which one's a zombie this year? Yeah, who's the zombie? They both suck. You want to hear the standards? My uh, they look like well, no, they don't. Like, let me paraphrase Bill Hicks for you. My guy is the one that you want to vote for. My guy is the one you want to vote for. Smart people realize one person has a hand on each up the other, uh, each person's asses, and you're dumb enough to follow either one hand or the other. Yep. And they and they look at you like a dog look at the RCA dog, like, huh? Yeah, it, it's just one guy Spider Verse movie and just be like, you gotta watch the hands, not the mouth. You gotta watch the hands, not the mouth. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's ass lums are out of the way. This is where we would have yeah. dramatic pause. Throw on the music. The intro, yada, yada, yada. As yeah, always, I... Okay, what? <laughs> what was that? Because right, of you, I'm putting a certain notes in there. Okay. Take two. <laughs> Call Take me in the morning. As always, I am the Princess of Darkness, a.k.a. Sasha Constantine Monroe. With me is the Martinsburg Madman himself, Christopher Lumser, a.k.a. Reverend Godfather of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. You're presently listening to Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness. A reboot, but we've had enough episodes at this point, we're just dropping the reboot title. It'll still appear on things because we're too lazy to edit it out, but hey, it's still cool. So... Anyways, we got some interesting topics. Um, apparently, I tortured Chris over the weekend and completely forgot about it. Um, but I've tortured myself over those movies for years. Um, but anyways, I, I want to start off with something that I kind of mentioned to you in passing. And I, I just find the irony of it. I got to finally have my, you know, yes, that's that's very sad. Anyway, a moment. Um, which was hilarious. Um, you've seen the email. The fact that they emailed me for donations is just wow. You treat me like I'm some sort of monster and shadow ban me because your practices are completely wrong. And now you're going to email me to help you out when you're well over a hundred grand in debt with repairs to your theater. Yeah, you know, show me why I care. Um, yes, it's a historical theater. I feel bad that they had a havoc, you know, situation and ruined the historical nature of the theater. But considering the owners and the people who operate it and kind of shady, couldn't happen to better people. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm talking, of course, of the colonial, of the infamous fest, which involves a movie from the 1950s. Um, 
but yes, for everything to have happened and then to email me to donate because they have some moisture issues near their concession stand, the new theater and above the old theater. It's like, really? You're going to email me that you're having these problems? You don't even put it on your site that you're having these problems. So I was just curious as to what your take was when you saw the email. <laughs> the fact that when they you emailed told me about me. it, I was like, this has a certain, granted, your issue is way different than what happened a few years ago, but... Um, Not even a few years uh, ago. This was... Uh, no, this no, year. no, no, no. Uh, what happened to you happened this year, yeah. but it had an air what happened to me a few years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, because, uh, and it kind of, what I'm saying kind of ties into probably a topic that's going to have, talk we talk about later on in this episode uh i was helping i was helping a certain person document a you know the apollo theater it happened what 2020 i think 2020 yeah 2021 um they were coming back that year to do their haunted theater and they you know person say hey we're going to be documenting you know interviewing everybody uh you know, you get to film, you know, if you want to film and kind of do like a documentary type of thing of the progress and so forth and so on. Um, I, at that point, I thought, you know, hey, this is content from the show. This is awesome. This is great. I'll have a lot of, you know, I can release the stuff as podcasts. I can release the stuff as, you know, video for YouTube. Um, I'm sure Sasha won't mind that. I know we weren't yeah, yeah. doing collaborating like we are now, but um uh, Sasha found out about it and voiced her concerns and issues like she is allowed to do and because it became more out there somebody hopped on that particular post asked this person who was spearheading the document kind of the documentary thing and asked him if he was a part of it and I commented underneath that saying pure and in innocent he's like me we're not really a part of it we're just helping promote it we're documenting what's going on and their comeback and that's all i said mm -hmm. i wasn't taking us either side i was right. that statement is pure neutral and next thing i know i'm getting screenshots from said person uh with a conversation between the person who's actually not the main person behind the theater, but the person that uh, no matter what has to kind of wedge, crowbar her way into meaning. You know, I remember no this part case. of yeah. this person was for a while was no longer part of the theater doing their Halloween haunted theater. And when someone else took it over, she had to kind of, wiggle her way back into it and have close ear to, with the people on the board and you know to cause drama so she's no this person has no issue of causing drama and drama and trying to be a part of the good old boys network mm -hmm. and but she instead of coming to me with her issue the issues she went to the person i was you know with and he uh shared screenshots with me and i post up in the group chat stating 
hey, it looks because she pretty much banned me from showing up, you know, because the screenshot said, hey, you're not allowed to be a part of, you know, he's not allowed to be a part of this. He's taking sides. That's against our policies, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, I was like, listen, everybody there, because Don, I think um, Don, Donnie, Donnie was part of it. Um, and a few others that we know that we have no issues with. Uh, I, I was like, listen, apparently I'm not allowed on property anymore. Oh, no, see, see, uh, with, with Don, it's it, with with Ramirez, it's uh, no, no, this was Donnie Drum. Okay, Drum. I, I, I've known him uh, I for years, and then wants to pretend like he doesn't uh, know me, and I'm like, mm. because Donnie Drum was doing some of the props. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, just that some of the fo- uh, folks that were in there were uh, folks that you and I knew and had no issues with. And I was like, apparently I'm not allowed on property anymore. And then she uh, messaged me on, you know, through messenger saying, Oh, you're, you're, I'm like, listen, I saw the screenshots instead of coming to me with this issue and asking me for context, you just saw the top, you mistook the conversation that I put out there as taking a side. It's not take me saying that we were both just documenting everything as taking a side. And it's like, well, you could come back and be a part of me. It's like, listen, no, I ain't. No, I ain't being a, this is the second time. And this is not the first time she, she, in essence, threw me under the bus or hit it. The first time is that when I actually volunteered, uh, one of the things that uh, they offered up is like, hey, you're there for three to three weeks volunteering, helping set up or helping everything. You get a T-shirt. The last day, because the last day was the deadline, uh, I had funds for the T-shirt uh, because she put out in uh, the message or an email, hey, this is the last day. Uh, if you're not, you could buy a T-shirt for $15. I came there with $15 in my hand. Um uh, Cue the music, cue the uh, uh, that money in my hand, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, hey, I know this is my third volunteer, day. I got the money if you want. Oh, you'll get your t shirt. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. She in essence threw me under the bus, and when I'm like, uh, and, and I was pretty much dismissed, like, oh, you're just one of the folks that's classified, you're not a main cast, you're just a uh, a zombie, you don't really matter, and this, that, and like, you know what. I'm a vol- if I don't matter, I'm a volunteer. You know what? Screw you. Fuck you. I'm out. Uh-huh. I don't have to show up for the rest of this this aspect and deal with it. I have other things to deal with. And that's it. It's like because part of the things was parade and like, well, we got enough zombies for that. We don't I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. You know, you want to be a bitch, you want to be, you know, this, you want to be all stuck up. You know what? Fine. And apparently. Right now, they're only doing a monster mash for the kitties one day, and that's it. And it's nothing really special this year. They are doing a ghost hunt, ghost hunt uh, thing in the theater this year for like $25, $30, but there is no real haunted theater. Uh, either she's not doing it anymore or uh, what have you. And either way, whatever. Uh I will say this, the theater is very underrated. It's sad that it wants to be part of the good old boys network and no one wants to go to it. 
evolve no. or die. I, I, I tell people that all the time. The world is not a good old boy's world anymore. You either adapt with the times and realize that there's all different walks of life out there, or you don't. No, it's just that same shit. One of the main reasons I think the the guy, a lot of the the things I'll say it like this, I'll stress it like this, just in case you get out. The things I heard, uh, only heard uh, that he want kind of wants to be part of the good old boys network. Uh, he's very stubborn. Uh, this is stuff that it hurt. He's stubborn. He only listens to a certain bunch of people right. that has his ear, and he's stuck grounded in his ways. Uh, he has. Probably That's has a lot more enemies than houses in Waynesboro. And let me put it like this: He had a deal with another person in the area uh, that wanted to do. He had his own like uh, he could have done things on YouTube, but he has his own website that he kind of would have streamed to and did his video podcasts on. Um, and since it was, he would do his recordings on Tuesdays at the theater, and. He had to deal with the the theater, and one day I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm like uh, a couple minutes late. I'll, I'm within a few minutes of the theater. I want to catch it. They're all standing outside. I'm like, shouldn't you guys be recording by now or what? I'm sorry, I'm late. He said, "Yeah, we should be inside, like you said, recording right now, but the door's locked. Why? Uh, the guy just forgot to, either forgot to came or just like a like me anymore and decided not to come and unlock the door." He's not answering any calls. He's not answering my texts. Uh, neither is his wife. Neither is anybody else. So, humans. And this, uh, he, I don't think, um, I don't know. I know of him. I, I've met the, the person I'm talking about that got locked out. He's very, uh, I agree with him. I've done a project with him in the past. Uh, I've, you know, um, personally, I don't know. I know him and his wife, like, Kind of like how I know Dan Noakes a little bit. It's like I know him. I'm a little bit of friends with him. I'm okay with this guy, but I know him less than Dan. Overall, less than Dan Noakes, but I'm on good terms with him for the Dan most Noakes part. Dan Noakes is the shit, man. I love him. Not like that. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> I just mean like his personality. He's <laughs> he's very if not mainstream you know like myself not mainstream doesn't care to be mainstream perfectly fine being z-level has some opinions that don't set well with everybody else pretty much me but in a flannel with an annoying wife but folks if uh, you want to take it that way please do so in the comments we want to see him <laughs> hey we gotta have we got to have fan interaction somehow. We're I'm going to do it for the fans. Fan, uh, we're, we're trying to engage our audience because YouTube is all about that. Because, you know, Al Gorithm won't let us be until we engage. But Yeah, Rumble don't care. Rumble's like, eh, whatever. Post it up. Awesome. Great. Post it up. I got it. That, that being said, I got to do that. I'm so behind on Rumble. I haven't I, I have the only thing I hate about Rumble is uh, I don't know if they changed it is the fact that uh well you can't bulk upload and yeah. it's one at a time and it's a pain in the ass uh 
normally I'd do it tomorrow or at least uh, take some things down off of uh, YouTube and repost them up on uh, um, Rumble, but I have to go see the doctor tomorrow and put fill out a form and put it in the mail. So it's a whole mess of walking around. And by the time I'm done, I'm just going to be, I'm going to find a spot, sit down and just say, this is what I'm going to be relaxing the rest of the day. When I get done, I'm going to head home. I'm going to edit and probably edit the podcast and put everything up. So yep. hear that or on Tuesday. Well, I'm going to get this stuff out to you as soon as it's done. Cause it takes a while to render when you save to your computer. That's why I was kind of a fan of like, streaming it but it seems to cut into the bandwidth and fucks with everything because like right now we've been recording for i'm not sure how long and we haven't had a destable situation yet so let me knock on wood here nothing like what we have we've had for last week and the first few takes today yeah so yeah uh it, it's it's been an odd day today, uh, but anyway, um, uh, one of the things I want to talk about is is because um, just yesterday, Al and I did some traveling. Um, we stopped by the new Timeline Arcade. Now, they have a Timeline Arcade there in Frederick. It's pretty big. Looks like they're going to expand to a basement location. Um, I will tell you now, the one in Frederick is freaking huge um it's not like a little drop in the bucket it is a very large arcade in frederick maryland um but they opened up another location well reopened another location um there in hanover because they used to have one um that was in an old bank but up above the old bank and now they're more or less inside where the vault of the bank used to be for where the arcade set up and they have it painted up like 80 style but they had a soft opening last night, this past Saturday, um, to go in. Al bought passes because he wanted to check it out. Um, he knew that there was a number of pinball machines in there. Thank God not the more modern ones because I, I don't like modern pinball. Um, I like some of the older machines and like some of the stuff that I worked on in the 90s and early 2000s when I worked at an arcade. Um, like they had um, Attack from Mars um in there um but it was like the hybrid one because i want to say somebody was able to remake them i want to say like in the 2010s and it's basically the same build as the original but they've added additional lights and they've upgraded instead of from like a little red lcd screen that shows you like some of the stuff that's going on they now have an lcd screen with color and things of that nature and an animated topper you know, that bounces around as you're playing the game. And it's, uh, it was really cool to see that because, you know, how arcades are usually kind of like dimly lit. They're lit, but they're not like super lit. Um, so yeah, we played the hell out of Attack from Mars and like it, it just took me back to the 90s and very early aughts, as I like to say. Um, but it, it was fun because, Again, it wasn't like ridiculous scores that you see on modern pinball. They even had a original Close Encounters of the Third Kind pinball machine, and that was pretty cool. Um, especially when you see the all wooden cabs, like they used to put those in. Um, they just got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the original four-player big old hunga chunga. 
Um, they got Cowboys of Mesa, which was kind of cool. If you like, you know, rolling, scrolling fighters or shooters, those two arcades are classic. I've been forever bugging them. You need to get Alien versus Predator, the arcade. You know, the three-player stand-up machine, because I'd be bugging Al every time we hang out to go to Timeline. Um, and they've told me, we're looking for it. It happens. You better show up. <laughs> but it was a blast. Um, you know, basically, we went in there from 8 to 11 o'clock. Um, got to play some pool. I got to play some old, like... Um, You'll probably remember this. I'm not sure how often you went to an arcade as a kid. Uh, but I know, like, the Pizza Huts and stuff had these. But we always called them cocktail tables. Like, the cocktail arcade cabinets were, like, a little table. And you could play the game up under the table. You remember those? Yeah, uh, I remember doing, like, Pac-Man and I think Asteroids or at least Centipede. They had had asteroids, it, had, had it. centipede. They had asteroids with the old vector graphics, you know, like the little white line graphics. That's how the asteroids was set out. Um, they had that one game that's like a, a vortex, and you kind of clear a level by going around like the weird. Yeah, Tempest. That's it. They Tempest. had that. I love. You love Tempest. Uh, I used to like Tempest. I well, when it. When I picked up Nari, um, the Atari Jaguar uh, many, 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 many years ago, it's one of the games I picked up for it. And I think I have it on, I think in my arcade, uh, Xbox Arcade, one of the Tempests. Um, it's one of the reasons why I like, I think they have, um, like, here. Uh, let's see, uh, Apple's full library, oh, own games. It began with a G. Let's see here. Uh, it, I love it because it reminds me of the old school. Um, there it is. Uh, Geometry Wars. Uh, it reminds you of Geometry a lot Wars, like yeah. the. Yeah, it reminds you of like a, the old school asteroids, and it's not, and it's really trippy. Uh, and I like their style with it. I have the, uh, I don't have the original, but I have the sequel. I have the, at least two of the sequels, uh, Geometry Wars 2 and 3. So, yeah, they even had Popeye, um, the old Nintendo Popeye game where it was kind of like, it was before they developed Donkey Kong and you could tell that they wanted a licensed game and then they developed Donkey Kong as a, as its own thing, um, and that cab that that whole cabinet, just them having one, it like Popeye is rare, and it's an original Nintendo cabinet for Popeye, and it's like on a tier level. Bluto can go up and down floors. You can go up and down floors, and you're like collecting hearts that olive oil's dropping from below, and you got to fight the sea hag and the giant vulture guy, and. And it's just think Donkey Kong, but with Popeye graphics, and you're not far off. Yeah. And that was I, cool I think, to see. Um, I remember the first time I saw Popeye in the wild as an arcade was in the '80s. Uh, my folks and I went to like a mini golf course, and they had a couple arcade uh, cabinets in there. One of which was Popeye. I was like, at that time. In the 80s, Popeye cartoons were still a thing, and I wanted to play it, but no, it wasn't allowed. 
I think one of the shops here in Martinsburg, um, they're not plugged in because, well, I asked the guys, like, why aren't you arcade? I'd be definitely in here with quarters to play your games. Um, the reason why he doesn't have them plugged in and he has, like, cups over them is because, well, it's Martinsburg and the kids are probably more of a bunch of douchebags than adults and they'd yeah. be the first to break everything just as much as adults would. And when parts are uh, like original parts are rare and, or even or hard to get or replacement parts are hard to get or expensive to get. Uh, yeah. You, you don't want, want a lot of folks to mess with the shit. And I think he has a Popeye game in his establishment. Uh, side note, I think you might've saw the message I sent to you maybe about a week or two ago. There is a pinball establishment opening up near me. I think I know where it is. Um, it's might be like a diner with pinball and arcade stuff in the back. So don't tell That's Al. Cool. Uh, um, so I'll probably give him more. Uh, it's, it'll be one of those things like I want to go see Chris and it could be a great way to uh, convince him to come on down. Yeah. I know where there's a pinball thing. <laughs> well, he wants to come back for axe throwing anyway. So yeah. well, so, uh, there being pin, there being pinball machines uh, somewhere nearby that he could fiddle with would be more of a, a sell. Well, that and he likes the more modern Stern machines. I, I'm more classic arcade. Um, and I love the fact that they had a Galaga machine in there. I could tell that the monitor was getting ready to, grow, uh, to go out on it because in the one corner you could kind of see like a glitched out graphic. And I'm like, yeah, that monitor's about to blow. They had a House of the Dead 2, like cab. Um, but the gun was like in severe need of calibration. And I was I was telling him all the stuff that was up because like when we were playing um, T2 because they had a T2 pinball like the on the right hand side, the one little where the ball kind of comes down toward the paddle on the right hand side, uh, there was one of the like ball blockers that I guess had wiggled its way loose. And so kind of made the opening for where that ball would naturally go smaller so the ball would just sit there and you could try to hit the machine a little. Of course, obviously the tilt mechanism's losing its mind, but it would not budge. And then they had a classic arcade that was so worn because it had like that little middle, I can't think of the name of it, but it had like the little middle thing that opens up that allows you to go to a secondary kind of like pinball up underneath the machine. And because it was so old and so worn, there was a bit of a lip toward the front part of it, and the ball would just catch and sit there. And it was like, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was a blast. Um, if you're out toward Hanover, go, go go to Timeline. If you're out toward Frederick, go to the Timeline there. It's bigger. Um, but at $10, all you can play, free play, an hour for, you know, just basically going in there. And it's BYOB. Um, they just ask that, you know, you're careful with your beverages in there. Uh, they're cool. So, but no, that's what we got into this weekend. Arcades, um, even went to a sports emporium for a little bit. Uh, you know, our buddy Robert, he played, as I call him, the child gambling casino games. 
and uh, Al was busy playing um, pinball. Big shock and surprise because they have a bunch of Sterns, but they haven't yeah. updated anything at Carlisle Sports Emporium. But me, I was all about them claw machines because Al was like, well, here's 20 bucks, Sash. Go go and play some arcade games. Go go do something so you don't seem bored. And of course, they don't have any retro arcades in there. It's all the modern like rail shooters or VR. And it's like, I don't feel like getting pink eye this week. Um, but they had claw machines. And so I, I was having fun seeing if I couldn't get a full set of uh, Godzilla Squishmallows because unlike most arcades like when like they do prizes be it like claw machine or be it like redemption prizes they get real stuff they don't give you cheap bullshit like even for the smaller ticket prizes it's decent candy you're not getting bullshit candy um like a bunch of tootsie rolls you might get a bunch of crybabies if you remember those um oh crybabies are awesome yeah but like uh, Yeti, Yeti coolers, like they even had like those little like Yeti thermoses in one of the claw machines. So it's it's a more up in place. But anyways, no, that was my experience this weekend. How how, how was the axery? <laughs> About usual. It, it it was just like mayhem. Um, we're mayhem. As I'm trying to limit character. <laughs> yeah. Um. We had a bunch of people uh, uh, doing the axes over the past couple of days, and uh, a few people doing the rage room. It a lot of times they get one of those like, oh yeah, now we want like, no mood. We don't have that much stuff in the back right now. It's mostly just the bottles, and you get a lot of the same folks that not only say same folks, a lot of folks that's like, that's all I'm getting. Like, yeah. I set it up for the numbers that our competition's been setting theirs up for that plan, that tier. If you went down there, it's like, and asked, told them, it's like, hey, we want more stuff. You're going to be paying for more stuff. We don't have that much stuff in the back to actually give. You're lucky you're getting stuff on par. And a few people, but what? You want to waste, you know, another five bucks in gas. And, you know, probably another 10 or $15 on extra stuff and plus another uh, 10 or $15 to rent their room when you're already here. And good chance, depending on who you talk to, they do have food or they don't have food. Either yeah. way, here you're here. And people are weird. And plus we have folks. Yeah, and not to mention we have to deal with, at least I have to deal with folks with Martinsburg Moron Syndrome. That it's like, hey, you're not supposed to break the tiles. So we could break the tiles? Don't be an asshole. You're exactly. not supposed to break the tiles. Yeah, if I find you out that you are, you're done. Not to mention you have a few folks that, you know, I I had to when you have to include certain lines in the safety speech so they don't do it i'm just waiting for one of them to try it and i put an end to it that they yell at my boss saying hey uh you told us that we're done i'm like yeah you are i'm going to get fired you're trying to be unsafe i ain't you know no and having been in there i mean like your boss seems like he would have your side anyway so 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, good chance both of them would have my side if they were in there. Um, they it, seem like yeah, you have. People. They tend to be uh, when they they are in there, and a lot of time. Good chance if I have a feeling if I did get pissed at somebody, they'd be the first to go. You pissed him off. If you pissed him off. You had to have done something bad to have pissed him off. Yup. That sort of level. It's like, what the fuck did you do to piss him off? And tell him to, you know, done. And I was one of the, I was there when somebody, uh, it was one of the friends of my boss. And they, they told us like, he's strict. And I'm like, happy to wear that badge of honor. Sometimes you have if strict to. means, you know, kind of a what you're dealing thing, with. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, I want you to have a good time. Some things I'll look, I'll look the other way for, and other things, no, I'm not going to look the other way for. Exactly. And they can either you respect know, that or leave. Uh, I've had one or two people t- tell me, it's like, well, uh, I'm military trained. I'm aware of my tra- surroundings at all times. And like, Listen, if I have to go to the VA center to get an old drill sergeant to yell at your ass next time you come in here, I will do that. Those those old fuckers will be more than happy to come down here and yell at your ass telling you that you were trained better than that shit. I will walk down to the uh, Air Force Reserve to get myself uh, one of the E3s to yell at you. Then you will feel like I trash. will. <laughs> and you will feel like trash. Oh, people. They're always fun, aren't they? Yeah. They make shit interesting. So, oh, yeah. But uh, anything interesting on your front that's going on lately that you want to get into? Um, no. Um, I said uh, I'm just going to resort to... In regards to the geeky stuff, we talked about. Uh, I know on one of the, did we talking on and this this take? Um, uh, there were a few. Uh, there was the Xbox leak, the Microsoft leak that came out. Uh, I had to put up a YouTube video on it. Folks, see that? I don't want to go into it here, even though we have time to talk about it. Um, I just it was just one of those instances that you know. Hey, I have a camera, you know, it's like, and I'm hearing all these, uh, to sum it up, uh, leak happened and, uh, the leak because the Microsoft Activision deal and FTC is kind of restricting a lot of things. Uh, a leak came out revealing Microsoft's future plans. And apparently a lot of the diehard PC fan base and the PlayStation fan base, took it as fact. Right. And they're like, well, because of this, this is what's happening there. Oh, look, the Xbox is going away. Like, it's not going fucking away, man. It's not. You're looking at a sales pitch. A sales pitch. That's what you're looking at. It's one of the things I said, and it's like, for Phil Spencer, the man behind Xbox, to say that we're third, that if we don't get enough people for Game Pass, the Xbox will go away. It's him saying that if you 
telling he's telling the FTC if you deny this deal, yes, it's a selling point for Game Pass, and you deny it, we're going to see reduced numbers, and yeah, eventually it'll go away. But it, they won't. He's just saying that he's blowing it out of proportion. So at the FTC, it could go, yeah, okay, we understand and let things go through. Yeah. And another thing that they're doing because it's um, the Xbox and PlayStation side is getting towards their five year mark or halfway through their lifespan. You're starting to see updates to a lot of the systems, both on Sony and PlayStation uh, Xbox side, and. One of the things that is planned for the Xbox side is a digital Xbox Series X and an updated Series S. Again, the word plans and a lot of the diehard you know, fanboys that are anti-Xbox are like, yeah, see, it's going all di- uh, digital. Therefore, you can say goodbye to all your physical media. Yes, physical media is important, but if you're living in the closet of an apartment for 2k a month in new york city or la you're not going to have room for a crap ton of dvds or physical media exactly digital is going to be your best way to go and in my video i said me and sasha are the components of buying dvds buying physical media but if you're in a place that's the size of a closet that could only fit a twin bed on either side Digital media is the best way to go. Right. And apparently a lot of folks don't understand that. Yes, I understand. Uh, I understand that media uh, preservation is a thing and game preservation is a thing. But yeah, with room being an issue and physical media going higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it is an issue, but uh, as a proponent of or a supporter of physical media, yeah, buy physical media if you're able to do it. Um, I'm also a cheap bastard, and I'm sure Sasha is as well. well yep. Uh, Always. So cheap. if you, so if you, though I have my issues with. And Sasha has her issues with Borderlands 2 and you know, Gearbox. Uh, get things on sale. Get things when, that they are offering a bundle, like the Pandora's box. Uh, because you're for $70 or whatever it is, you're getting everything. Um, and that's... Or wait until it's on sale. Uh, Borderlands is on sale every other fucking month, for, it seems like. Right now, uh, because... Uh, Call of Duty's uh, anniversary is this month. They have a whole mess of uh, Call of Duty stuff on sale. Buy shit on sale. You know, you're saving a whole shit time for the same seventy bucks. You're buying some older games that are, are great. You know, Master Chief Collection is an awesome set. Um, Rare Replay stuff like that is always. Or if there's a bundled thing for God of God of War, pick that up on the PlayStation side. Or The Last of Us, if there's a bundled deal. Pick it up. It, it it saves you a whole mess of money. It gets you your library started. Um, that's it. That's yeah. all I have to say in regards to it. Um, but beyond that, I have nothing. There's a few things I might need to look into. 
Um, aside from everything, there's no real news, uh, no real rumors or anything like that. Um, that writer's strike. Ooh. Yeah, that right. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a final offer on the table. Uh, I don't know anything about it, so I, I'm not going to talk about it uh, until I have all the information about it. Yep. So why talk about, about it? Um, that's 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 that. Now, uh, have you seen? I did... Speaking of the writer's strike, have you seen the movie *Brightburn*? The what? Have you seen the movie *Brightburn*? *Brightburn*. Uh, rings a bell, but I don't think I have. Um, basically, what if Superman origin, but horror story? Oh, it's that kid, like that kid. Yes, I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. So it has been officially announced that it has a sequel coming. And you're like, well, where can I see the original though? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. I am not 100% certain if it's streaming anywhere. Um, but it has a sequel coming. And the sequel is going to be the first sequel created and written during the writer's strike exclusively by AI. Um, James Gunn is not very positive about it, nor is a lot of people. Um, but apparently because the film did well enough in foreign markets, they're chugging ahead with the sequel, which I don't think anybody really asked for, but, you know, but apparently it performed well enough to get one. And so we're getting one thanks to, uh, AI and it's, yeah, it's, um, very interesting to say the least. Heck, I'm still waiting on the Kung Fury sequel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but that that's been rumored for years now, and way far too long. And same thing with a kind of a major release for, um, I, I want to say, uh, you know, uh, there's a few things that've been in the works and you know the mains for years and years and years and. Haven't heard anything about it. No rumors about it. So. I know there's one other thing you wanted to talk about. And yes, yes. Because you had homework, apparently. And I. Yes, I had homework. You had me. You had me watch this. Yeah. I could have um, went for the rest of my life without having to see this freaking thing. Because I, I needed somebody else's perspective before I go, you know, me half cocked on my own take on it. And. It's uh, been a while since I've discussed it, and it kind of feeds into some of the stuff that you discussed about the Apollo recently. That's one of the reasons why I got in hot water with them. Um, but anyways, I uh, wanted to get your take as a cisgender hetero male on Rocky Horror. Now, based on some of the things you've already told me, um, none of your takes on it are pleasant. So I just want to hear what you have to say after slogging through that wretched piece of work i'd rather watch the big lebowski again uh twice in a row um i'm not one for one let me say this i'm not one for musicals i'm not a musical person 
Though, let me. That being said, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite. I do love me a good Disney film. Uh, so it's uh, me saying I don't classify an old school Disney film, whether it be Lion King, Aladdin, heck, even if you want to go more modern, Tangled as a musical. Yes, there's songs in it. Um, so, but I don't classify them as musicals uh, the way uh, Rocky Horror is. Um, to me, there's only, I'll say, I'll go as far as this. There are only three well done musicals, one of which is Little Shop. I'm talking the Rick Moranis Little version. Shop of Horror, yes. Um, the other one is Sweeney Todd with Johnny Depp. That was um that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I will watch it again. Um I just have to give time between watches because I had a roommate that watched it 24/7 for a while and it you have to watch it. I will watch it, but I'll have to watch it. I'll watch it now and I'll give it a, a few years. I'll watch it again. Uh but I did enjoy it for the most part. It was very well done. There, the third one on my list is something I saw, I want to say, the better part of 10 plus years ago. And it was a done in the 60s. No, the movie was done in the early, I want to say the early 2000s, but it was made during the like it was portraying the 1960s era of like the vietnam war and it was done towards like the whole thing was sung in regards to like the beatles song like beatles songs that, okay um and it was very well done and everybody did their part beautifully i i will i will respect that one and i'll add that one to i don't have the urge to see that one again but um I will keep that one on the list. I'll say that one's on the list because it was when I saw it, I was in a mom and pop rental place here in Martinsburg and I, they just put it on so people could watch it in the store. I'm like, you mind if I hang out and watch this because I'm getting invested in it. She's like, yeah, no one else is here. So what the hell I'm, I'm getting lonely anyway. Uh, and I, I was very intrigued and I, I enjoyed it, you know? So I'll add that to my list. Sweet. Um, Rocky Horror, horror. No, uh, I don't see the appeal. I don't like it. Um, I just it just turned me off. It's not because of for those of you going to say like it's not so much the content; it's the overall feel of the movie that turned me off. Uh, I when I first saw it was maybe. 2010 maybe 2000 at the latest 2012 i went to the power to see the shadow cast version of it because one i never seen rocky horror number two if i thought i my thinking was i never seen rocky horror uh everybody that tells me that i have to see it see it with the shadow cast that way you get the full experience that's why I saw it, and I was not impressed with everything. Uh, it just, it just turned me off uh, overall. Right. And let me say this: with everything, I'm sure Sasha will tell her points. 
and she has her own viewpoints and on it and i could see where she has issues with it and i can i won't say wholeheartedly agree but i can agree with those issues in regards to where they could be problematic problematic um are there other movies that could have similar issues and similar problems god yes yes uh i could remove those review those movies and do a whole series and no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, but with with this particular movie, uh, yeah, it just... Uh, I had to... I won't say this. Sasha, you were wrong. It was not on Hulu. Um, I had to uh, tap on Uncle Tony's shoulder and he provided me a link to a uh, Spanish-subbed... Uh, version of it on youtube that was for free so yeah it was decent quality so it it allowed me to do my homework in regards to this topic and i was like yeah i i could have went my whole life without seeing this movie again uh i i don't want to see this movie i'd rather watch uh, the movie skins again uh and i hated that movie with a pure passion uh i don't hate rocky horror but i have the same almost like no i don't want to see i could just go without i don't care if you want to watch it i can yeah um so damn you sasha damn you um (laughs) this is all your fault i just wanted somebody else's take on it because you know me there's people out there who's like oh sasha you're going at this all wrong and da 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 and i just wanted somebody else who had had seen the film and coming from a complete different walk of life than my own and just to be able to go here's what it is um because my big complaints are pretty obvious like number one first and foremost now this you probably didn't know about um, but one of the creators of rocky horror richard o'brien who was in the piece as the character riffraff the one that hung out with magenta the maid um that's richard o'brien um, they've come out as trans in recent years, but dear God, do they utter some transphobic shit that you would not believe. Some of the most horrible tripe that you've ever heard. And you can tell it's coming from a place of self-hatred. Um, and Richard has been involved in a number of shows with the BBC. In fact, you'll probably remember them um, from the brief cameo that they make in Flash Gordon, because even they were in Flash Gordon, not Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon um i want to say he's they're one of the uh people that help flash out of the cage after he's hung out with the tree people i'll probably i'll have to watch again but i'll probably i probably know the scene that you i know the scene you're talking about but yeah uh spotting him i probably would have to take a closer look now this is coming uh, from somebody that likes that cheese fest of a movie i'm talking about flash gordon i love i love flash gordon so nothing wrong there um but anyways yes richard o'brien is well known done a number of bbc things of that nature but in recent years i want to say about the last 10 or 15 years you just type in the phrase richard o'brien transphobia and woof it's number one one of the creators despite being of the community isn't exactly for the community if that makes sense um number two uh Yet again, we have a cisgender male actor playing a transgender character. 
Yes, the remake with Laverna Cox addresses this, but even Laverna Cox had issues with the role until she had gotten enough money to kind of look the other way. Um, and to me, it, that just kind of dirtied Laverna Cox for me because there would have been no amount of money for somebody to come to me and go, oh, be Frankenfurter. Nah, 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 not today. Um, secondly, let's talk about the character depiction of Frankenfurter. We have our classic transphobic tropes for a trans character. Number one, mentally unhinged. They are displayed to be a psychopath, crazed, dangerous. Um, they're a murderess during the course of the film. One of the biggest problems and the biggest takeaways is, of course, the rape through deception scene, which happens two times, um, which happens, I want to say, first with Brad, where Frank... No, it happens with... Uh, Janet first? Uh Janet first. Yes. Yeah. So Frank, unbeknownst to Janet, comes into the room as Brad, and she thinks she's having a good throw with Brad, and lo and behold, no, it's not me. It's, it's that's, the ticket off the wig. It's somebody like it's it's rape through deception, which again is a classic trope and something that people like myself are often accused of. So again, problematic, problematic, problematic. And then finally, the, the one bit of the film everybody remembers is when Frankenfurter is introduced via a song known as, and again, sorry, YouTube, sorry, Mr. Owl Gore Rhythm. Um, it's titled Sweet Transvestite. Um, as we now know, transvestite is no longer part of the vernacular because it basically has become something that's been used in adult entertainment industry. Do I do some adult entertainment? Yes. But not all of us are adult entertainers. Um, and so we've kind of stepped away from such words, such phrases. Um, the word transsexual pops up also dated because being trans is not anything to do with sexuality because i'm trans i date a cisgender hetero male um technically it's a hetero relationship but just because i identify as a trans woman you know doesn't have anything to do with who i'm attracted to because at the end of the day i'm pansexual well, you know as long as somebody's cool and chill and i can get along with them groovy if a Martian came down here and they were cool and chill, we'll figure out the plumbing eventually. <laughs> but the point I'm making is, is because you're trying to correlate gender with sexuality, you can't do that because there are so many different combinations in the world. And hence, that's been taken out of the lexicon. And the word transsexual, yet again, has been used in the adult entertainment industry. So as a result, a lot of people kind of get upset over the song i totally get it it's it, is it a product of its time yes and yes but are the tropes and the stereotypes still there that are harmful to my community yes and the sad part of it is is anytime a trans person brings it up nobody wants to have a civil discourse about it everybody wants to go but my nostalgia this is what awoken me to my sexuality and it's like so you had to have a sexual awaken by degrading transgender people and saying that we're rapists, murderers, dangerous, and that's okay with you because it helped 
wake you up sexually. Oh, golly gee. I'd hate to see what you think of minstrel shows. <laughs> and that's my take on it. Uh, um, can, you, can you repeat that again? It's like for. Yeah, we're getting glitchy. Or you're getting glitchy. What's that? It's like a froze for a second. Uh oh, my internet connection is unstable. Yeah, you might you might bonk, but that's okay. We'll we'll wait for you to reconnect if it disappears. But what I was saying is is the song "Sweet Transvestite." You're using dated language, which such as transvestite and transsexual, which are part of the adult entertainment industry now, unfortunately, and uh, it gives people wrong impressions. Um, but at the end of the day. Is it dated? Yeah, it's dated. It, you can kind of look the other way, but there are way too many people who are about the nostalgia. And for me, nostalgia be damned. I mean, I'm quite sure people were nostalgic about minstrel shows. I'm quite sure people were nostalgic about blackface, but we don't do that anymore for obvious reasons. And that's where I think I, I I'll say this: there, there are. I was saying uh, there's a lot of thing, a lot of films out there. I could s- say. I can see where the appeal is. I could see why why this particular movie is a cult classic. Uh, you can... right name a whole mess of movies. Monster Squad. Yeah, I'm a fan. I could see why it's a cult classic. Uh, the original Night of the Living Dead. Yes, I can understand why it's a cult classic. Uh, there's a a bunch of movies out there that I could watch that I can understand is a cult classic and why it's underrated. Heck, as stated, The Big Lebowski, I could understand a little bit of why it's a, a, a cult classic and underrated and people want to watch it and for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I could understand it. Right? But with Rocky Horror... I, I watched it twice. I do not understand what the fucking appeal is. It, yeah, I got yelled at by somebody who was a fan of uh, Big Lebowski that I watched it wrong. But um, overall, I just thought the Big Lebowski was overrated. Uh, but I doesn't mean I don't understand where the appeal is and why some people like a few things or might wander up to somebody and like, hey, the the rug brings everything together. Yeah, I understand why it has. Uh, you mean where that appeal is or why everybody's a fan of it? You mean to tell tell me the big appeal uh, of why Rocky Horror is a classic is because of let's do the time warp again? And that's the only or thing. The, the main character is a sweet transvestite from trans sexual Transylvania? That's where the appeal is? That's the appeal? I, I don't see that. I don't see that appeal. With If you want to compare it to The Big Lebowski, I can understand the appeal. It's a bowling movie. Everybody's relaxed. Everybody's chill. You could say it. You who doesn't want to relax? Play, bowl, you know, play bowling and have nothing but white Russians. You know, and or drink beer and play bowling. You know, or be a slacker 24-7. Yeah, I get that. That's a better appeal. But what the hell is the appeal of Rocky Horror? I don't get it. Here's the thing. Like, I'm quite sure if we had a bunch of Big Lebowski fans 
on the show with us. We could have a civil discourse with somebody who's a fan of the show without them getting pissed off. Right. But I will tell you now, as a trans woman who points out the issues I just did, cis male actor playing a trans role, dated language, depiction of a trans character as a murderous, unstable, dangerous, and the rape through deception scene. Anytime I bring it up, people become violent. People become nasty. And it's always, you just don't understand. I'm like, no, clearly you don't want to have a conversation about this. You know, because there is a problem here. I will say say this. I don't want to sound like a devil's advocate or anything like that. I'm sure there's a, a shit ton of movies out there that have dated language. But, but the fact of the matter is, uh, there they could be movies that have dated language, but there are so many positive aspects to that particular movie that kind of offset that language. And I don't to kind of agree with you so with some a movie such as this. There's so much aspects from the the language to the the rape through deception and everything else that is a more problematic aspects than there are quite possibly positive and there's people who Um, say one of the other arguments that i hear back for anybody who's willing to argue well it's all done in jest and i'm like oh so so trans people are the butt of your joke cool (laughs) you know it's like uh uh, let's take it like this uh because it's bringing up memories of um the aspect of sitcoms um one of my favorite all-time classic sitcoms is Night Court. Uh, I enjoy Night Court. Uh, yeah, I have to catch up on the, the the remake. And yes, they did a an episode with like a lot of sitcoms in the eighties and nineties, and probably even to, by today's sta- standards, they take a controversial subject and they try to explain things. Uh, Night Court did an episode well pertain to one of Dan's friends. Uh, being uh, transgender and they tried to explain it. Yes, it, they had problematic language in it, but they were trying to give a positive message of acceptance to it. Were there issues in that particular episode? Uh, I'm sure there were, right. but they were trying to portray something as positive and how people Even such as... The family so- had a trans character and that got right. kicked off. So, like, and they addressed it. Yeah, it, you might have somebody, you know, there might be issues and with language and aspect and certain aspects, but they, you have places like shows like All in the Family, Night Court, uh, and probably hunt, uh, dozens of others that might have that problematic language and a lot of problematic situations, but they're giving a positive message of being acceptance, asking questions, and how to ask questions. Or, or um, I think my favorite most recent sitcom that has issues, and I know it angers up people's blood, but friends. And all I have to say is Chandler Bing's mother. Or father, but let's not misgender her. 
Because that is a... I I'm not really... I never really watched... I've seen a few episodes of Friends, but I never really got into it like a lot of people, so... Yeah, there, there's a whole... And in fact, if you rewatch that now with a modern eye, you're like, oh, dear God. But most people don't want to see it because the nostalgia is there. And, and that's the thing. Uh, me, there's a lot of people who, oh, you're all about banning and getting rid of... I'm like, if Disney wanted to, because Disney now owns 20th Century Fox, who owns the rights to the film. And the reason why there was a remake was because 20th Century Fox was trying to hold on to as many brands as they could before the buyouts. They wanted to do a remake to hold on to the name. Um, the thing of it is, is, is that Disney could pull what they did with Song of the South. And say, hey, this is a problem, and just lock it in the vault forever. They don't. It's there for a while, and almost every Halloween it appears back on Hulu. I don't know why it's not on there now. Um, but the thing of it is... is They'll probably be on. Give it two weeks, it'll probably be back on in two yeah. weeks. And I just wonder if it'll be both versions. Dear God, I hope not. But... The problem uh, of it is... Don't is, make me watch the new version. I, I don't, don't want to. No, don't. Don't. It's it's bad enough watching the original and then to watch them try to redo it. And you know that Laverne is only in it for a paycheck. It's not that good. Um, You know, it's like taking a turd and then making a sandwich out of it. It's still a turd. And there's some turd or sandwiches that don't make people... Paul's a turd. You still have a turd. So... <laughs> But the, the the point I'm trying to make is, is yes, Disney goes to the far extreme of, uh, we're putting this in the vault forever. Then you have places like Warner Brothers, because um, I have HBO Max, and they have a bunch of the old Looney Tunes cartoons now on HBO Max. But they even put a disclaimer up as soon as the show starts saying, hey, this came from a certain time period, this type of stuff is not acceptable today and it might even give you some educational resources so you can learn more what i'm saying is is if somebody's going to show this movie or promote this movie or have it as a revival at a local theater the least y'all can do is have someone from the trans community on hand to discuss at the beginning of the film the nature of the film and the problems therein and then have a q a at the end and to discuss it in better detail and maybe and to kind of correlate with what you said in regards to like Looney Tunes, Disney Plus has does this similar thing in regards to some of the um, uh, Muppet Show, the original Muppet Show stuff. Yeah, uh, because it uh, it the reason why some of the stuff they comes off as problematic. I'm not justifying it. Yeah, uh, oh I know, but it comes off as they they did it as probably a blanket aspect. Uh, what a lot of folks or a lot of the youngins, Gen Z, whatever, millennials, uh, the ones that were born probably in the late 90s, never seen the original show or know a lot of the history that happened that in the 70s and 80s and leading into the 90s. And yeah, it, oh, it, and is it wrong? Because or, my only but, fans keep asking, this This is why I've been looking down repeatedly and trying to get him to transform seamlessly. So. <laughs> but uh, what happened like the late 70s and early 80s, because uh, a lot of the folks in the Middle East were making a lot of money and really became not just rich and uber 
uber rich. And one of the things that they were doing during that time was that they were coming in the States and they were buying up everything. That's why in movies such as Cannibal Run, you saw the that as a trope of an Arab coming up and just tossing money at everything because that it and it upon itself was a commentary of what was currently happening. Nowadays, you don't really see that. And yes, it could be seen as problematic nowadays because it can be seen as a stereotype. Right. And that's what happened in a, a few, like a few episodes, at least with the Kenny Rogers episode of the Muppet show, you had a couple uh character caricatures of Arabs kind of looking for oil and setting up an oil uh, uh, pump station in the Muppet theater and throwing money all over the place. Uh, again, it was making light of what was going on in America at that time in a, in a way, is it, can, is it problematic now? And is the, the thing is it, there should be context in regards to it. Same thing with a lot of folks have uh, issues with the Michael Crichton novel, Rising Sun. In the in the 90s, you were having something similar happening with the Japanese culture here in the States, like you were having with the Arabs maybe a decade earlier. The Japanese were making a butt-ton of money, nothing wrong with the Japanese culture and Japanese as a whole, but they were making money off of hands off over fists and they were again coming over to the states and spending a lot of money investing and michael crichton wrote a book with that trope in it was it i could make the argument saying it's his prerogative at the, mm -hmm. it was his prerogative at that time to use it as a basis of a plot uh doesn't make it really right uh you have to ask questions to the proper people and see things from a historical perspective just exactly. like uh how language and things were a hundred years ago 200 years ago might have been acceptable nowadays it is not acceptable at all so you have to look at a few things as a stereotype how it is and how through context it was in the past but overall with some things can be explained politely and understandably with a common thing like Big, what we're talking about, Big Lebowski. I'm sure a lot of other movies that um, Sasha could say, I don't like this because it puts this as a bad light. And I could agree with her and I could also disagree with her. But uh, I doesn't mean I can't, you know. Right understand talk to things with her civilly without getting violent and that's but, the thing with, with this film people always get and react in a very emotional way that don't come from the community and it's like hold up pauls you're telling me this film was your sexual awakening but you're hetero explain <laughs> you know really? i i if somebody came up to him, it's like wait, wait a minute how the hell would, was this movie a sexual awakening for you? Right. I had a friend how? who told how? me that yeah. recently. For most people, it's porno. This is not a porno. 
how is this a sexual awakening for you? And that's like, I have questions. You, you know, know, when there's like softcore stuff on Showtime and all that. <laughs> it's just odd. Uh-oh. I think I might have lost you. To smell. Son of a... <laughs> <Bell> fucking time. <laughs> Times get it working now. This, I'm gonna watch it. I'll stick my glass in the sun, sun shine. I don't know, maybe you tan naked. Later, got it. All right, so I got video converting as we're going, but anyways, anyway, uh, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, you were telling me because I had made the statement of no, there are people who just get outright, you know, volatile about it, and you were kind of like, well, I don't understand why people were getting volatile, and I had made the running gag about how <laughs> my friend had brought up a fact that oh, well, this is how I woke into my sexuality, and I'm sitting there like, and you're and, a as a male, <laughs> cisgender person. <laughs> my my point was like, wait a minute, my point was wait. A minute. How is this a sexual awakening in any way, shape, or form? You know, if you want to have a sexual awakening, you watch actual porno. You know, right. softcore stuff on like Skinamax on Cinemax or something like that. You know, you, or you, were surfing, you, go, you were surf channel surfing and you, you happen to see a pixelated tit, <laughs> right? Or, or you if you're as old as me and Sasha, you use the JC Penny catalog, you know, something, a Victoria's Secrets catalog, you know, uh, uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, you know, but how the hook, hell catalog. is, you know, <laughs> what? The Finger Hut catalog. <laughs> Finger Hut. If you are desperate, Finger Hut is the way to go. But, uh, I don't see how Rocky Horror Picture Show can give anybody a sexual awakening. Right? Unless they're closeted about something else, you know? And again, not judging. Or, you know. I, I, will say, I will say this. I, I am not one to talk. Yeah. I cannot comment on it. Sasha is more one to qualify for it. To, to talk on set matters, but I don't know what movies would be out there that would be the open front for someone who is trans in any way, shape, or form to come out of the closet. I don't, this, you know, I'm not one to this talk. Wasn't even, this is, wasn't even a trans person. Like I said, this is somebody who is straight up cisgender, heterosexual, male dating a woman who was also cisgender and heterosexual and it's like this movie I'll say sexually (laughs) I'll give the the actor credit um uh what's his name he he played uh he's best known by our generation as Doogie the OG Doogie Hauser yeah I can't think of his name. He. Oh yeah, I can. But we know who. Yeah, I know who you mean. 
though he is, I, I respect him as an actor. He he is someone who is part of the rainbow community. He would probably give more straight men a sexual awakening with his character Barney in How I Met Your Mother. Yes. How is a and it's perfectly gender woman who's a rapist. No, uh, what I'm saying is he, even though him as an act as a person is is gay, he plays on in that show a very hyperactive or hypersexualized person, right? And it's completely different. Yes, it's done for comedy, but it's done way different. And it's I, I not think it's I've really it out. <laughs> it's not done yes, it can be seen as insulting, but it's not really insulting. Uh, that character has I think has standards. I have to go through I have it on my voodoo, but I would have to watch it. But still, it's not like how a Rocky Horror Picture is. My friend in who, any way, shape, who will form. call Biff probably watched that movie. Saw Tim Curry's portrayal as a transgender woman, as a rapist, as a murderer, and was like, check, that's not the lifestyle for me. <laughs> Show me the pussy and the men's clothing section, please. <laughs> and that's the only logical... That's the only logical way you can take it. But no, he got downright offensive and aggressive with me, and he's not the first person. So my 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 argument has been, for people who get upset about me bringing up this topic, uh, hi, I'm the minority. You know, um, I'm trying to tell you what the problem is here, I'm trying to educate you because I care about you, you know, because um, if I didn't, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> here's the info, fuck you, and go fuck yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, where would the problem be? Cause I'm not talking about banning. I'm not saying pull a Disney, lock it up in the vault, pretend it never happened. Like 1940s Germany. I'm not saying that I'm saying, Hey, let's take the Warner brothers approach. Let's have that talk at the beginning of the film before you watch the film. So you already know what you're getting into. And then at the end, have a little bit of a follow-up discussion and Q and a, from somebody from the community, and trust me, there are all kinds of people who can talk on these issues. I'm one of them. It's already a horror show. Why not have a horror hostess help you through this terrible piece of trap? I had to watch it. Now you do too. Um, mentality. Um, but, but the thing of it is, is, is I think that's far better because it gives an opportunity to educate and then on top of that, if you're a theater owner and you have to put this on every year, and I know a lot of you like to give to AIDS charities, which I hate to say, it's kind of a stereotype too, so let's stop that. Um, maybe donate to trans charities. And yes, there's a number of them. Trans Lifeline is wonderful. I mean, I'd be okay with a theater who's like, hey, we're going to have a discussion before and after the show regarding film with a Q&A from the trans community. Most people are not going to argue you know, and it might be an educational opportunity, but I've even seen people fight me on that. So any idea why that suggestion would be shot down? I know when it came to your suggestion uh, two year, roughly two years ago, uh, 
I think at that time you were just, you had been comfortable. I think you came out and said, I'd be comfortable to have like a table across the street, you know, for anybody who had a question or to answer any questions or anything like that. And they were just blatant, you know, going after you. And with everything that happened, you know, with me, I was just like, Sasha, they tossed me under the bus. It's all you. So, right. But but do you see where the problem with something like, like that right. would be? You know, I, I don't think that you do. I think you probably kind of welcome it because you'd be like, hey, I get to see it from a different set of eyes. I get to understand what the issue is here. And hey, now the money is going to a cause that helps this community that this film marginalizes. You know, I think that would be a hell of a lot better than what happened with Song of the South. You know, hell, it was already on DVD, permanent, ready to go, and it got yanked out of stores. Um, hence why if you come across the Song of South DVD, oh dear God, you got money in the bank, because you're never going to see that on Blu-ray. I don't care how greedy Disney gets. <laughs> I mean, Splash Mountain is no more. Right. And it... There, even with Song of the South, it there there is someone there is history behind it in regards to what it is. It's right. just it's that a teaching opportunity. What is what it's stemming from and the error it's stemming from and how it could perceive be perceived as bad. And I'm not one to talk about it either way because I'm not do not know the full history of right. Song of the South because it comes from a certain not just a certain time period. Uh, I do not. I'm not. It, it's from what from what I've heard. I could be wrong, so please forgive. Please correct me. It comes from a set of books that, from again, from what I heard, takes place after the Civil War and slavery has been ended. But it's the whole connotation of everything, and there's a lot of conflicting stories about the origins of song of the south and therefore you'd need you need probably a better scholar than me right to explain things so, so. my thing would be like with song of the south because we all know the ncap was involved with that um and they could have had somebody say hey let's use this as an educational let's use it as a teaching point you know let's not erase history yes it was bad history it was terrible history we can use this as a teaching opportunity to say hey this is why it's problematic these are the issues and essentially this is what i presented to other theaters now not the not to say that i'm right or anything of that nature i just forever wanted to get somebody else's perspective who was kind of new at it and was thrown at it and sorry to force you through that at least you did not set through four hours of that with a original and remake a televised remake no less um kept all the language and all the activity <clears throat> but regardless um yeah like it, it, i just wanted somebody's take because i'm like i don't because even you can see i don't understand the nostalgia and even you can see it you're like yeah like i don't get why it's so nostalgic or yeah there is a couple songs like the time warp and maybe sweet transvestite but when you start to look at the language and if the song was something about something else and it was tim curry we're still gonna like that song no matter what 
You know, it could be the most problematic yeah. piece of tripe in the world, but it's Tim Curry. But that doesn't mean it gets a pass. And I think that's the only reason it gets a pass. Right. And to me, it's it's the whole midnight cinema cult society. None of those films that any of us who enjoy midnight trash cinema are watching it because they're good. And a lot of people don't realize that. Um like, look at all the trauma movies. Oh, I love the fuck out of some trauma. But let's be frank. We already know they're problematic. <laughs> they make it clear. I think some of their box art says, you will be offended. <laughs> That's your warning. <laughs> and I think a lot of times, Lloyd, when he does, uh, you know, trauma stuff, it's for the fact of the insult factor to it and it it's a on a different level it's made like you said made to be insulting it's made to be to offend folks uh i saw i think i saw poultry guys uh many years ago when it first hit like dvd said he did and i was like i don't get it i it, it i just don't get the movie it, something seemed off and my roommate at the time was like what do you mean something it somehow everything just seemed off and we were just two different two different aspects on the same thing but what Lloyd does Lloyd does you know it's but Lloyd having met the guy once or twice he puts his stuff out there just to you know he's he's a crazy weird guy but he is sweet he is genuine and if there is a problem he's the type that will talk to you about it He's the type who is like, well, let's address this and why it is a problem. Like, I had a problem a while back with somebody that was in a number of his productions and representing him at shows. And I guess he caught wind of it and saw many of the posts and some of the things that this person was doing and saying about the community at large. He got rid of her. He said, look, it's one thing because we make fun of everybody, kind of like the South Park approach. Nobody's right. safe. We make fun of everybody is kind of like Lloyd's approach. And he's like, look, here's the evidence. You are literally talking shit about a marginalized community. And it's not cool. And completely kind of cut ties with that person. And I'm impressed. And because very few studios will do that. Uh, very few local indie filmmakers that you and I both know will do that. But here's Uncle Lloyd, who's been in the business, what, now, 50 years, 60 years now? I want to say either 50 or 60 years of trauma. Something like that. And, you know, here he's he been is. doing it since, like, the 70s. Yeah. So we're looking at 50 years. And the thing of it is, is, is here he is saying, no, that's not cool. You have even worked from people of marginalized community. And here you are saying this shit about your co-workers. Not cool. And I was impressed and have always been impressed about Uncle Lloyd. Um, anytime I ran to him at a con or a show, and he's still sweet and kind to me. You know, I've seen him in a dress and in drag uh, and everything else. And it's Uncle Lloyd. You just kind of look the other way. <laughs> I, I met I met him, uh, granted, prior to meeting him back in 06 at Monster Mania, not Monster Mania, it was horrifying 2006 in Baltimore. Uh, I saw a bunch of 
interviews and saw how weird and crazy he was. And I got to see a little bit of the other side of him. Whereas when it's time for business, he's that businessman. Okay, this is why how I need the booth set up. I need how it look, how this, that, and the other thing. But when it's time to be that interaction with the fans, he's that crazy Uncle Lloyd, you know, that, hey, how you doing? How you doing? That's almost that salesman, that uh Crazy Eddie type of ordeal. Folks look mm-hmm. up the Crazy Eddie commercials. You get kind of understand that aspect of hyper weird and that fun person that you want to hang around with and joke around with. And he was uh, he was a great guy to meet and speak with. And uh, I, at that time, he, he was the one that was like, I had him sign a couple of photos. I got uh, a photo of him and not just a photo with him, but a photo signed photo from him that he had on the table. He signed um, a toxic vendor box set I had. And he's like, he's the one that told me, he's like, yeah, you have right now you have a rarity. And I went, what do you mean? I have a rarity. He, he said, yeah, we're not putting these out anymore. They, because of the uh, new movie coming out. I think the latest toxic event, the last one didn't come out on, DVD or Blu-ray yet, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, the new one's not out yet, so therefore it will be released soon, and the box will be uh, box set will be changed, so therefore you have a rarity right now because we're not printing these anymore. And plus, the Blu-rays have got to come out in that particular box set, so it was fun to meet with, meet with him, and I, I'm more than happy to have him uh, to try to meet with him again. Uh, again, folks, I said it before on the show, I'll say it again. Uh, for those listening to audio, right on my left-hand side, I have a Final Countdown movie poster, original movie poster that I want to have Lloyd signed. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, hopefully before he passes, I will meet him again and I'll take it down. I'll fold it up. I'll put it in because it's a full poster, not a rolled poster. Uh, I will take it down. I will go to that convention. I will happily have him sign it and I'll be happier than a pig and shit to have it signed and beat him again so indeed but um those indeed. were our topics for tonight anything that we forgot or anything we can just address next time or teaser for next time um i have nothing right now just uh stick uh keep an eye on at least my uh, again sasha has the link tree and all our links so keep an eye on at least my twitch channel i've been uh, more often, right now, more often than not, uh, I've been trying to uh, play on Twitch or at least stream on Twitch. It's no video, no audio. Uh, it's me playing, but there's no little box video of me playing or talking to everybody. We don't have that many uh, uh, watchers yet for me to do a video. Uh, if we get enough folks watching on Twitch, I'll eventually hook this camera up to... Uh, my xbox and how include a video and talk to everybody on there um but for now uh i've been doing that uh tonight after maybe some time and uh unwind a little bit probably watch something on the video real quick uh i'll post up depending on when sasha posts this up i'll post up uh a pillow episode or in essence while things are processing and while we're editing our show for all of you, here's something to listen to. Um, but still, you guys and gals out there will get at least the video, uh, the audio of this sometime this week. Uh, 
nothing real crazy, nothing real, anything for on my end. Uh, usual standard stuff. Uh, we got the tip jar. We got both me and Sasha Patreons. Subscribe. Yeah, you, uh, Sasha has her OnlyFans. We do have W. You've been seeing me for the most part drink out of the mug. Uh, head on, Sasha's got the link. Use code LCM Podcast to help support the show. Uh, if you are tight in any way, shape, or form in regards to funds, please keep in mind watching, liking, sharing, and subscribing helps us in a lot of ways. Even commenting, so, just leaving a comment. Yes. Like like Daniel, I mentioned in the show, is all the time commenting on Facebook, or not Facebook, but all the time commenting on OnlyFans. And um, I mean, aside from his patronage, which thank you. Um, just him commenting is driving engagement is getting people to you know be to see us a little more and you know for me it's not about the money it's not about it's about getting a trans voice in the community out here who's talking about horror because at the end of the day my whole spiel is is i love fallout 4 anybody who knows me knows i can talk about that game for hours uh but there's a NPC that you can get as a companion known as Nick Valentine. And he's got this very, very nice diatribe where toward the end, he's like, yeah, to everyone always be Nick the synth. But the people who love me will always know me as Nick the detective. And to me, it's kind of like, yeah, I'll always be Sasha, that loud, annoying trans woman but it's Sasha, the princess of darkness. People come to see, they come to talk about horror and movies and sci-fi and video games. And that's what I try to bring to the show. So I don't want your dollars. If you want to give me dollars, please. Cause you know, I'll say this as a preview for next, uh, next episode, whenever that might be, uh, by the time you guys watch that and gets posted up, I will have probably finished watching Ahsoka. I'll give you guys a, I'll talk about that. And I, because Sasha said, uh, High probability Rocky Horror would have been on Hulu and me subbing up for Hulu for a little while. I'll at least try to watch. Uh, I'm, I'll have to finish watching up uh, the new future season of Futurama. And plus, I might even watch, go into it because Sasha keeps talking about watching Prey. So it's good. Hopefully, Prey is a lot better. So it will give us something to talk about next week. Good. <laughs> it's very good. Watch it in so, Cherokee if you can watch it. Watch it in Cherokee. You don't need English language. Watch it. So for right now, I'll let Sasha end things because I have to use the bathroom. So let me uh, be the first to say I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. So I'm going to mute everything and I'll let Sasha do the send off. Yes. So Chris is going to go take a piss, a crisp piss. But uh, anyways, as always, I like to say, till next slime, creep it real, takes care. And unpleasant screams.
listening to the Long Coat Mafia. Capiche? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com, or post them in the uh, the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything, because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times. So a lot could happen between then and this recording. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. All right. Gotcha. Well, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, aliens, ghosts, what have you. I hope you enjoyed this episode that was filled with technical difficulties sound clips and everything else and including me trying to troll all of you out there including Sasha the Princess of Darkness if she's listening uh, if you enjoyed me kind of trolling you with uh, the additional sound clips and uh, me using the a little bit of the intro from the Electric Eye days to help troll all of you please let, a, let us know at the show by sending us an email at longcoatmafia at gmail.com or leaving a comment on one of the many uh, audio podcast outlets that lets you do that, mainly Podbean. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Also, you can leave a comment on one of the many posts that is on Facebook, which and our Facebook uh, site is facebook.com slash the longcoatmafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below uh speaking as you heard me say speaking uh since there's no real updates or anything like that uh other than me telling you uh, over the next few months and maybe over the next i should say over the next year uh we will be phasing out pushing google podcast because we got an email from google saying well within the next year we're phasing out Google Podcast for YouTube Music. So, uh, because you Google wants to pull that crap, I'm going to start uh, eventually not pushing Google Podcasts, and uh, I'll be pushing more so Podbean, Good Pods, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Because at least uh, for now, Podbean's a constant, Spotify's a constant. Apple Pod, Apple Podcast is a constant. Um, good pods, well, they're new, so why not push the new guy or gal on the market? So uh, there's that, and what else? Oh yes, my birthday is coming up over the next week. Uh, please note uh, there is a Apple wish, not Apple, an Amazon wish list. I'll probably add a few small stuff 
uh, to that that is cheap enough for the common folk if you want to send some birthday surprises my way. Um, also, uh, this upcoming Saturday, September 30th, is... Uh, I should say, September, Saturday, September 30th, 2023, is International Podcast Day. And I'll try to post up something for all of you on that particular day. There's something special I would like for you guys to listen to. Um, diving deep into the archives, uh, into something that is defunct and that I could put up. I just have to make sure the content is solid and you could hear it just fine and there's no problematic speech to it because I don't want to get yelled at by Sasha because it, uh, if I put up something that might be problematic even though I might have liked that defunct podcast I just don't want to put up something that might have something that is problematic so I have to give it a listen first so uh, that being said that is it for right now I'll see you guys if not on Saturday I'll see you guys next week in regards to when we do our next recording with Sasha, the podcast, well, I should say Sasha, the princess of darkness. Sorry, Sasha. Uh, But either way, I am the Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, and I am a gamer, and I am wearing a bikini. Good night, everybody. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.